What is up, everyone? Welcome back into another issue of the Comic Bookies podcast. The wait is almost over, but you're going to have to put up with us just one more week until the live episode 100. This week in the sports section, we have two huge previews to give to you. The Super Bowl down in Tampa, Florida between the Buccaneers and the Chiefs and the NASCAR 2021 season. And over on the comic side, like we do every week, DC, Marvel, Boom, IDW, to name a few. Justice League not only gets its release date, but we also get a rating. NCAA football is back with EA Sports and WandaVision Episode 4. Me and Sean get into it. So join us as we collide the world of sports and comics. Episode 99 is here. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Podcast. We are brought to you by the great Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check out Alex. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. He's closed because it is now 9.45 p.m., but go there and check him out on Fridays, Saturdays, and every uh, and every Wednesday and get your books, get your pull list going. He can give it to you any way you want it. He can give it to you curbside. He can give it to you mailed, or you can go in and pick up your books in person. Boys, episode 99. This is our last episode in the double digits. It's been, you know, one of the greatest things I've done, you know, besides get married and have kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of my, you know, the hobbies that I've done. It's the best. So thank you, gentlemen, first of all. And how are you guys? All is well, bro. I mean, honestly, episode 99, I kind of just want to, like done silly delivery and just get to 100 i'm excited man i'm juiced finally to go live with my brothers episode 100 gets to the triple digits it feels like yesterday we're just doing a baseball preview with episode number one but hey man it's definitely been a brick by brick just developing getting a good fan base getting a lot of downloads us getting better climbing the world of sports and comics guys I love how you say that, Sean, because it's exactly like what Mike told us in the beginning while we did pre-production, right? The numbers do seem like they're climbing. And what better way, you know, to, you know, what better way prelude into our 100th episode, man? I'm really, really excited. Nonetheless, I hope uh, our computer uh, bug or bugs get uh, ironed out or whatnot. But at the end of the day, man, 99 episodes, man, for all our old school uh, NASCAR fans that might know cousin Carl Edwards, uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my prior driver before he, uh, announced his retirement and whatnot. But yeah, man, we, we love sports and numbers here and odds and whatnot. And we like to compare, but 99, that's a huge episode for us. Let's just hope that 100 is even bigger guys. So a Wayne I mean, Gretzky episode, man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And those cards sold for like 2 million. Did you see? I saw that. He sold like two cards. There was like two cards on the market. I think rookie cards, uh, two million, I think each, or was it one million each? I don't know, but I think those might have been some of the highest priced cards on the market or that have ever sold, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy for Gretzky, huh? I mean, kind of want to give ourselves a pat on the back, too, because with coronavirus and stuff, like we definitely saw the dip in numbers, you know, because we got 
the two worlds that we collide every week, sports and comics, they were pretty much done for a few months. You know, like we had what baseball, but you know, all these other sports were in limbo. They weren't sure if they were going to even get any college football in. Then sure enough, conference by conference said, no, we're playing, we're playing. Finally, the big 10 pac 12 came in late. Um, and then comics disappeared for a while because diamond distributing stopped sending books out. And finally they came back. But I mean, to get the numbers that we've gotten in December and January so far leading into episode 100, Mark, you couldn't have said it better yourself, you know, but honestly with what's been going on, man, I, it's, I love it. Episode 99. Do you guys think in the beginning of this, maybe we thought we'd get to a hundred episodes, but I think I've exceeded we, – we have exceeded the expectations that I set forth in the beginning as far as you know numbers are concerned, followers, maybe not like it's you know definitely not the dream numbers. But you know what? I'm still having hella fun, and we're – I don't know. I think we're pretty successful, you know? Well, I think we've said from the beginning, man. Obviously, this is something that we do as a hobby. We have fun, but we put the time into it. And just seeing the numbers, I mean, those are people that are taking their valuable time, the one thing you can't pay for in life, and they're listening to us. So it's something that, I mean, I definitely appreciate. Thank you sincerely to everyone Thank who you. listens Thank to you. us. Yeah, it's something that, I mean, we all know how time is. You guys got kids and are married, so, I mean, I'm not even at your guys' level yet. So, again, you know, episode 99 – I definitely anticipated us to for sure get to 100 and exceed that. But I think more just from a developmental, you know, we've already done the podcast Palooza. We had a live episode coming up. Like, we're doing so many different things between all the interviews, how comfortable we are, you know, talking to each other with all the sports, comics, and knowledge you've been able to gain. So I think from a developmental standpoint, that's where I'm, like, really proud of all of us. Because, again, man, you know. We're just three guys, just like anybody else, is having fun talking sports, comics, entertainment. We've definitely broadened the horizon for you know the platform that people get to listen to us on. So let's just keep getting global, guys, and keep expanding, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hella funny. I for some reason I had the I don't know. I kind of want to just download episode one again and listen to it. So I I downloaded the episode one and listened to like the first fifteen minutes. And let me tell you, we've come a long way. Come really? A, a, I think I need damn, to go and do that. I'm a damn long brought- way. Like it was, it, it was way back when, when some of the books, Sean, like you were borrowing some of my books to read and then to review on the podcast. It wasn't we even must like I had a sponsor back then. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but I mean, like just to be like, it was in the very, very beginning of your guys's fandom of comic books that we started the podcast. It was like, oh yeah, this is a good idea. And I think going into it, obviously, I, I don't know if I can speak for you guys, but both of you guys were like, ah, I'm gonna be like, you know. 80% like sports into it. And now it seems like it's 50, 50, maybe it's 60, 40, but I mean like the comic books have come a long way with, especially you two. It, it, it was crazy to hear, you know, the difference between episode one and last week's 98. It was, it was kind of funny. The most important thing guys, honestly is consistency, right? I mean, that goes in everything that goes in the books that we read, the issues that we like and the stories that we read that goes in the sports that we watch the teams that we love. We just want to, you know, the stocks that we put our money on. We just want to see consistent growth, you know, and, you know, Mike, you just showed us the chart earlier on how we've been. But I'm really excited to see that as we approach episode 100 that, you know, it's pretty consistent. The chart. I mean, the chart doesn't lie. Right. I mean, it's a. It, it, I mean, we get up, we get down, we get up, we get down. But 
Like you just showed us for February, we haven't even released an episode yet, and we already got damn near uh, how many 200 downloads. I mean, mm-hmm. the people out there might be like, "Oh, these guys 200," but for us, that's kind of you know, that's for some guys just doing this on their own, kind of just uh, you know, with Treasure Island Comics kind of backing us and you know trying to get our word out there and our name out there in the time of a pandemic. I think that we've actually been doing pretty damn good, you know, and. Like I said, consistency is the key. I said last week, how many weeks are there in a year? 52. We're about to come up on, what, how many, what, two years that we've been doing this? And we're going to be at 100 episodes? That's pretty much an episode a week that we've been releasing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there, I, you guys might have tested this as well, but you guys might have other uh, – podcasts that you guys listen to in your spare time when you're not reviewing books watching shows and and reading comics and watching sports right i'd say that you guys listen to other podcasts how many podcasts have you guys listened to that have actually fallen off i've gotten a couple that i've subscribed to in the last three four years that were pretty good and all of a sudden i mean they just don't roll in anymore and that's that's just the thing with podcasts you know like people do them people fall off people realize that they don't like it and you know friends become strangers or foes i guess if if you will but at the end of the day man i just want to give us props and you know that for our consistency guys and our friendship shows it even way before our friendship showed this way before we even ever thought of this podcast we've been friends for years so this podcast is just something that we do for fun you know joe rogan says this is some bullshit that we did i just started talking to my friends and i said why why don't we just record our conversations and that's pretty much what me and you what me and you guys used to say right let's just record ourselves we just talk Crazy. so much Dude, what we used to talk about, why don't we stump the Schwab? Why don't we stump the Schwab? I've done it once. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like I said, I'll never forget when Sean recited back to me, what was that, like 2000 and I forgot what draft class it was, but he knew every single damn player from one to like 32 that got drafted. It was some Draymond Green shit trying to recite, you know, back what, what the hell, you know, all the players. But man. I'm just so glad that we get to record our conversations that the time we live in that sometimes it can be bad times, you know, but we got to look through it and the technology and the world that we live in guys still in our mid thirties. I'm just so excited that we can offer our voice to the world and uh, beyond man, because we got big things in 2021 and that's going to start with episode 100 next week fan. So tune in, please guys. Love you brothers. I think the last thing I want to allude to, to what you just said, Mark, is the comic book has seen the worst climate that we're currently in, the pandemic, the COVID virus. So what Mike was saying earlier, you know, we had a point where creativity was key. We had to kind of like collide the world of sports and comics, but we're starting to include some entertainment. We'll sometimes joke around stocks. Sometimes we're just being three guys just shooting the shit. And I think that's been the best thing about us because we had to kind of adjust with the times and still find ways to deliver content. And if we're doing it now, if we did it six months ago, if we did it 10 months ago when COVID was just getting started and everything was shut down, the sky's the limit, guys. I mean, we've done it in the worst climate, the worst situation for anything but everything is for a reason we started this in 2019 we could have, you know we could have lollygagged a little bit you know and not got it off its feet we could have waited till 2020 imagine trying to get it off when the pandemic hit i'm glad that we actually got to set our feet you know our 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 foot in stone we actually got to go 
We got to go forward in 2019, which actually gave us a little bit of time to give us some exposure. Like I said, a couple flyers that I was putting in certain spots were kind of flying off the shelves, right? We got to do the Comic-Con in San Jose. So we actually got to get a little exposure before all this BS started with the pandemic, right? So I'm grateful for that. But man, if this pandemic didn't hit, just I'd imagine we'd even be farther than we are now. But guys, don't keep your head up, man. I promise you, you know, we are going to get this thing rolling even harder in 2021, guys. TCB, man, let's go. Yeah, hell yeah. And then just to just to end it. You know, things like we talk about entertainment, some video games, some movies, TV and stuff like we didn't do much of that in the beginning before the pandemic. And, hey, the, the segment of, you know, the history of sports and comics, you know, comic booky history kind of came out of the pandemic because we needed something to to fill the time. And it's something that we'd like to do every other week, every three weeks. And we love it. So uh, let's crack open a, a beer or get your drink or whatever, get your bottle of a uh, surveys, you know. Let's and, do it. Episode and, 99. And just think about it, man. We've gotten I mean, we haven't gotten like the top, top dogs in the industry, but we've been grinding. We've been we've been working hard to try to bring these interviews for you guys to try to bring these guests on. We've gotten Frank Gogol. You know, we've gotten Frank the writer. We've gotten J J Jason Douglas. We've gotten obviously our sponsor, Alex, a couple times. You know, we've been trying to get a, more on the sports side. But, you know, a lot of this podcasting stuff is networking and that's what we're doing here. One of my buddies, he actually told me that he's got a story that he thought of in his head and he kind of wants to bring it to life. And he's like, oh, I think I need to pitch it to, you know, one of these like Netflix or whatever. I'm like, bro, but like before you pitch it to try to make it a video, I, I would say you want to make it a comic book. He's like, oh, I got a couple blank sheets also. I just can't draw for damn. You know, I was like, hey, whenever you're ready. But he's like, he's like, oh, damn, that's right. You do a comic book podcast. You probably got connections. I was like, hey, bro, I mean, I. We've interviewed a couple guys. We've interviewed a couple writers and, you know, whatnot. So I might be able to help you out. I'm not we're not big, big time like that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm grateful for the connections that we have gotten in this, you know, by doing this podcast. I mean, we got Seth Everett, you know, for people that aren't familiar. I mean, the guy, he's been kind of killing it on Twitch lately, Mike. We've been trying to do something mm -hmm. with him and link up with him. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're little guys, but we've been trying to get these uh these well-known names, and we'll be there one day, man. We just keep sticking with it. Like I said, consistency is the key, baby. Yes, sir. So sports. We have the Super Bowl, and we have NASCAR 2021 season. Which one do you guys want to hit first? Which Super Bowl do you want to talk about first? Exactly, right? The Daytona 500 <laughs> coming up the, the Sunday after the Super Bowl, and it's essentially their Super Bowl, first race of the season. So, you know, let's get into the NASCAR 2021 season preview first. So there's not only a lot of changes as far as the tracks are concerned. We already have lost one of our two California races. Auto Club 400 is not going to happen in late February, early March, as it always does. Us three have been there, loved it. Uh, instead, we have three straight races in the state of florida uh, the daytona 500 and then still at daytona the next week for a road course uh one of seven by the way not just uh two i believe we had last year and then of course down at miami homestead so three straight races to start the year in florida um mark we have a bunch of drivers switching teams we have a bunch of new drivers coming up from xfinity in you know the 14 car we got a, a new driver in the 42 car so yeah i mean it's it's going to be a fun season. It's it's definitely a season in my eyes. Uh, 
that new fans can join in because a lot of these, oh, God, it's just a bunch of left turns. No, nah, you know what? Seven races are going to be a road course, which are always fun to watch. Um, uh, uh, one of the young guns won the championship last year, so he's going to defend his crown. It's a really good season to jump into. It is going to be a fun season. But before we touch on that season, guys, I want to touch on the Daytona 24 hours or whatever Rolex at Daytona that was last weekend. Mm-hmm. This race, I mean, I know it's kind of more for race fans like us in particular, but it doesn't I mean, it's on for 24 straight damn hours. So, I mean, if you're a sports fan and and you have any other type of sports that you watch on NBC, you're probably going to come across it somehow, somewhere. But, man, what a great race. Wayne Taylor racing. They win their what? Three out of four, I believe. Or These guys, they they switch manufacturers. They were obviously uh, racing for Cadillac. Jeff Gordon was in their car a year or two ago. Uh, They win it by getting some of Penske's uh, cars and, you know, for running Acura this year. But Wayne Taylor racing. Congratulations. They win uh, the, the overall race with the DPI class. We also had Sean, your racer, Chase Elliott. I believe he was in the – I forgot what he was in, but – 31. Hey, at the he was he in the 31. So yeah. so Austin Dillon, another NASCAR driver, he was in another class. I believe, or he was in the 51. For I mean, I didn't really see them on TV. I saw he, Jimmy Johnson. I saw lot. Austin Dillon. He went the wrong way. Austin, yeah, he's on the 51. Okay, he, so he went the, he went the wrong way on one of the laps. He like went right when they should have turned left, and he, then he ended up coming into <laughs> oncoming traffic. Dumbass. He was, ba- he was bamboozled. Yeah, and it was kind of scary actually. Not to spend too much time on it, but at the end of the day, that race is great. I've been watching it for like the last seven, eight years. There's only two 24-hour races, that one in Le Mans, which is in France, close to Father's Day. But uh, it's great. You got all those different classes. You got some of these NASCAR guys trying to do it. Chase, we're going to talk about him soon, how good he is in the damn road courses, right? (laughs) (laughs) Mike over here, he thinks that just because there's seven road courses, you might as well crown Chase the champion again. But not so fast, my friend. You saw what happened to Mr. Kevin Harvick last year. Let's get into some NASCAR, boys. How many wins does Harvick get this year, guys? Harvick's going to get a bunch. He's not going to get as many as last year. I don't see um, as much of a resurgence as there would be, but I think that Kyle Busch is going to come back and win a few races, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're always going to get a handful of races from Martin Shrex Jr. Denny Hamlin's going to win a few. Then you have guys over at Penske. Logano will win at least one or two. Kozlowski's going to win a handful. Uh, they're saying, the, you know, a lot of young guys, including Chase Elliott, the reigning champion. But Kyle Larson's coming back hungry. He's in the number five car at Hendrick Motorsport. Uh, you got, you know, William Byron, Alex Bowman. You have... Ryan Blaney back on the Penske side. Those are a lot of a lot of these drivers are going. To, you know, um, how is Bubba uh, gonna fare in the in yeah, the, the Joe MJ. Gibbs? Yeah. So how is that, Bubba gonna fare in the new 23, co-owned by Michael Jordan and current NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin? Mm-hmm. You know, yet Christopher Bell is in the number 20. The that's the fourth car at Joe Gibbs Racing. While the driver from last year. Um, Eric Jones is now in that 43 car, Bubba's old car. And that's what I was going to tell you. How That's one of the competitions that I want to pay close attention to in this yes. upcoming season, guys. How is Bubba going to do compared to the guy that took his old ride? In my opinion, I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, this is a good question here. TCB fans, let us know what you guys think. 
Let us know what your opinion is on this question. If you guys are some diehard NASCAR fans such as us, but Mike and Sean, I pose you guys this question. Who is going to have a better season this year? Is it going to be Mr. Uh, Bubba Wallace and the 23 and me? 23 and me uh <laughs> toyota i like that I like or that. is it gonna be the um uh is it gonna be mr jones in the 43 richard petty the king <laughs> who's it um, gonna be? i think overall talent i would probably give it to eric jones eric, but just yeah. i i watched the season preview now this is a tough question because i watched the season preview and they interviewed both denny hamlin and bubba together because denny hamlin's the co-owner of his team his car and he said that he told Bubba or Bubba was telling uh, I'm sorry he was interviewing with Kyle Petty. They took a little, you know, motorcycle drive and they, they he interviewed the him. Yeah, exactly. So he said that Denny Hamlin told him that it's not going to be four Joe Gibbs racing uh, cars and then your car. You're kind of like under the same umbrella. So if they if the 23 gets any kind of love from Joe Gibbs, which means they're going to do a lot of failing of inspections and starting from the back. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know, I could see that. You know, but, overall talent, driving talent, I got to hand, I got to give it to Eric Jones. So it, that's going to be tough. Is who is going to finish ahead of who this season? Well, it seemed like last season, honestly, Eric Jones is a racer that every race we were kind of like always bring him up. Like you got to watch out for Eric Jones and Bubba Wallace while he's going to a new quote unquote team with the whole you know Jordan t- car. I just don't know if he's going to really have a, even a successful season. I mean, it's a change for him. He's under, you know, the whole Denny Hamlin umbrella. And, I mean, looking at Denny, I think he's actually the favorite to win the chase this year. When you look at the odds. So, I mean, you know, he has someone, like a little bit of, I guess you could say, a mentor who's going to kind of be there for him. But, the you know, big picture, I think Eric Jones is a better racer. So, he's probably going to have a better uh, season collectively. Looking at this upcoming season, though, how uh, Mark alluded to uh, Mr. Kevin Harvick. It's going to be hard for this guy to get nine wins again. Nine wins in one season. I'll go out on a limb and say he's not going to do that for sure. But then to what you said, Mike, I mean, seven road courses. I think we could almost lock Chase for at least five wins, maybe. I mean, he is a defending champ. I think Mark is right. The hardest thing in any sport is to go back to back. But to say that this guy can't go out and do it. I mean, he has a favorable schedule. That's for damn sure. He's going to just keep getting better. He's one of the young guns. He has to obviously, you know, match up with the Kyle Busch, who has a good, you know, rebound potential for a good season. Of course, Logano, who's a stud. And, oh, yeah, Kyle Larson, he's back. And that's someone that, you know what, he can go right into the first race and win it. He's that good. And Chase Elliott's got that favorable mustache as well. I don't know if you caught that thing. <laughs> I don't back. know if you caught yeah, I don't know if you caught that Ron Jeremy stash going. Mustaches the, are in, bro. What are you talking about mustaches are in. Dude, they're back. Mustaches are back. But going back to Eric Jones, I'm excited to see what the old good old Michigan boy can do. I think that Sean, like you said, just because they're a sister team of you know joe gibbs racing in my opinion that doesn't make them a you know a favorite to kind of make the playoffs or just even prove anything because at the end of the day i think bubba wallace is gonna improve by being able to go over that toyota side and be teammates with bell and you know bush and hamlin and all them but at the end of the day man i think that you know this season's gonna be fun i think eric jones has a lot to prove i think that with like i was mentioning before the sister car doesn't always win or you know transpire to playoffs remember the sister car of penske is the wood brothers 21 with matt de benedetto in it sorry 
to say that 10 times fast with Matt, <laughs> with Matt to Benedetto in it. You know, he, they're the sister team of Penske. But at the end of the day, it still does come down to driver skill in a way. Not saying that, you know, Jones is unskilled, but I just think that Petty being a one car organization, not having much, you know, to much information to to share in the in the garage and kind of build off of. And once again, we're going into a season. We haven't touched on it yet, guys. And I want your guys' opinion right now, as well as TCB fans. Let us know what's your guys' opinion going into this season again with no qualifying and no practice, man. It's going to make handicapping just, just suck yeah. again. But it's I mean, suck like last year, man. Know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have – it always seems like it was some of the top guys who always had the poll – and there wasn't a lot of parity as far as the winners are concerned. So did that have anything to do with, you know, Harvick's nine wins last year? Hamlin had like seven wins or whatever. I, I don't I think, know. I, I, I think I, I'll know? admit, I think in a way it could have. Because, because, not only does, because not only does it start them up front, it also gives some of those like lower guys or like middle to lower guys no practice at all. So whether or not they don't have a lot of experience at certain tracks or they've never even raced at the track, they can't even get on the damn track until Sunday or Saturday night or whatever, you know, the day of the week the race is. It's yeah, it's going to suck again. But but it's crazy, too. Like, I'm going to cut in here and say this, that Atlanta Motor Speedway, we got news last week that the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 is going to allow limited fans on the infield dirt. So I don't know if that's RVs or people just kind of having camping stuff. So when you to want to talk about that you have fans there I, I believe most races are probably going to have fans there then why can't you do practice you know it's not like they're you know tackling each other you know they're not i don't know it's kind of weird to me how they're not doing that maybe you know have no fans at practice have no fans allowed at qualifying just the race it's like you won't have you know there's no risk in, involved in that i don't know why do they give a reason why uh covid bro same reason why they already canceled the same reason why we don't have Fontana this year, man. Everything, yeah. you know, yeah. just COVID. I don't think at the Is end of the, the day, only I race that was canceled though. No. Uh, yeah. I'm, Cause Watkins Glen was canceled yes. last year. Cause I think Chase Elliott won both the road courses last year, which were just at Charlotte and Daytona. I think he's won. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong, he's won the last two at Watkins Glen. So there's three automatically. We, and we get Sonoma back, the other California race, which that's pretty much and a that's lock for cl- Martin and, Truex Jr. So, and that's close to Father's Day as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's my, usually brother, around, that's my brother's birthday, June 6th. Yep. Oh, it's earlier this year. It's usually around the 24th, 22nd. That's when I'm used to going to it, when it's hot as hell. That's how I remember it. Yeah. So that's on Sunday, June 6th is Sonoma. So, I mean, I'm excited. It just kind of, and I wasn't planning on going down there anyways. And even, and Sonoma probably won't even have fans, but I just wanted to see the race there, especially since Sonoma, if they're letting fans at the race, Sonoma's going to have fans. Don't get it twisted, brother. Just because it's a road coast, a road coast, (laughs) East coast, (laughs) road coast. So California. Just because it's a road course, though, yes, it's California, but have you seen the campgrounds at Sonoma, bro? Yeah. We get people, because you got to remember, there are race fans on the West Coast, for people that might not think about it, but (laughs) on the West Coast, we don't get too many races, right? We get Phoenix, we get Vegas, Fontana once, and Sonoma once, right? 
albeit we get Phoenix as the championship race now, which is pretty crazy in my opinion. I think we have to get down to it and have a live TCB session, right? Oh, uh, I think that would be pretty damn dope considering how cl- close in proximity it, the damn championship is to us now. But considering it was completely on the other tip of the United States and now it's literally a couple hours from us, I wouldn't mind going. But, you know, I'm going back to the season, guys. Let's just – uh. Let's see what happens. My guy Logano, if he can get three to five, three to five is kind of pushing it. If he can get two to four, I'll be excited. How many wins are you guys expecting for uh, Chase and, and Larson to get? And, and um, then we're going to get into some odds because I actually do got some season odds and some Daytona 500 odds for all our uh, for all our fans out there that like to put a little bit of tax dollars on the these, yeah. these races. Yeah, I want to see odds on the season. I want to see odds on Daytona 500, and then I want to get all four, all three of our picks for the top four, the final four in in Phoenix, and the, of course the champion. Um, you don't you, you don't want you don't want to get odds on the seat on the seat on the on the champion. <laughs> you don't want to get odds on the champion. Um, the amount of wins for Larson, you know, I, I'd like to see him come back and win one. You know, I, I'm excited for to see him at the Bristol Dirt Track. So the first race this year in late March is in Bristol in Tennessee and it's actually going to be a dirt track they've already loaded tens of thousands of tons of uh of dirt already it's ready to go and he's been killing it over the last two seasons in in, in the dirt track as well um and he's I didn't had think a, about he's had a that. year I he's had a think. year to think about you know like the mistake that he made and just the road to redemption hopefully leads to at least one win because you're going to find out that, I, you know, I have him pretty high up there at, you know, at the end of the season. So I hope at least one win. I think for Chase, I mean, coming off his championship season and again, alluding to what Mike said earlier with just a number of road courses, he has to have at least four wins. I mean, I was going to say three to five, so I might as well go with the middle number. And I mean, four wins, I think, is a really good number. I mean, even if he gets half of the road courses i mean that right there gives him at least three of them if not four so hopefully you know he is young the pressure doesn't get to him he doesn't have you know a slip-up season because again there's a lot of surprise races that can have very very big seasons that we've talked about already including the one guy who's back larson so four would be a good number and i think that put him in a good position but again there's going to be a lot of good races this season so hopefully it's not as much parity as there was last season but yeah, definitely excited, man. Chase gives me a four, I'll be happy. As much parody? You mean there was no parody that damn last season, pretty yeah. much? Right? That was parody. Yeah. Sean, Chase Elliott, guys, about five and a half to one. About with Denny Hamlin at five and a half to one. If you're asking me, I'd probably go with Chase Elliott to go back to back, considered <laughs> Hamlin, because Hamlin just for some reason can't win that championship. You got Harvick also there, about a six to one. Bush, seven to one. You got Kozlowski also a seven to one, and Logano as well as seven to one. These odds here, guys, are to win this championship for 2021. Truex seven to one. These odds are from Bovada. Larson is right there. That's unbelievable because you're giving me Larson. You're giving me Larson at eleven to one, which is coming in ahead of his teammates and Byron and uh, and um, Byron and Bowman. They know I mean, the talent they got, bro. And he, he's with one of the top teams now. That's, Watch out. 
I mean, and I'm a, and I'm a, I, I was the first advocate here. I mean, we can probably go back on one of these damn episodes on this damn podcast in the archives. And I was a big, I was one of the biggest advocates saying, watch, Hendrick is going to go after this guy when he, he's laying in the weeds. You know, Larson's laying in the weeds. You haven't heard much of him after all that talk that happened on Twitch or whatnot. And I said it. You got to admit, I was the first one to say it. Like, you were the first one to say it, Mike about something that we're going to get into later in football talk, but we'll save that for, for a little bit later. But you were the first one to say, and I was the first one to say it here when it comes to the damn Larson and getting into that Hendrick uh, motorsport team. But he's running the five. I haven't seen it since Casey Kane. I think that he's going to have a lot of challenges in this damn season, especially for the fact that there's no uh, practice and qualifying, albeit they haven't gone to the next generation car yet as they are going to switch Next year into the, you know, it's going to be a lot different next year. Um, I forgot what gen they're calling it, but we all know that they're going to the one Lugna 18-inch rim. There's going to be a lot of changes to the body, I'm sure, as well to the engine. And uh, unfortunately, guys, I hate to say it, but we might be headed to like a hybrid type of electric NASCAR one day because that's just the times we're living in. Lord, please, and all our fans that have been with us, Back in the day, all our true, true NASCAR fans, do not give me no damn E-NASCAR. Um, you don't want you that know. EV? <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, we need that. I mean, it's just the fan experience. When you go to the track, you hear those V8s, those race engines that just, you know, rev out damn near 9, 9, 5. It's we need that in our sport because uh, that's part of the damn that's part of the that's part of the show, man. I love the engines. I love the sound and I love this damn sport and I love they did damn daytona 500 and i love the damn season i'm so excited for it guys all right denny so hamlin your favorite to win the daytona 500 as well seven okay. to one with my guy the number 22 joey logano at eight to one chase elliott right there right behind him at nine to one guys uh larson your driver 16 to one i see a little bit of value there he is good at he is good at daytona remember daytona is one of those tracks that larson would not need a lot of practice in my opinion he went up in the fence. That guy's pretty good at drafting. You know, anything could happen. So 1601, if you're giving me double digits on some of these good drivers, even Almarola at 1601 as well. Your guy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 1601, always gets everybody in the crash. Don't throw me the bird right there. Matt DiBenedetto, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, the sister team for uh, Penske. We know those Fords are always fast when it comes to these plate tracks. DiBenedetto at 28 to 1. And hey, even Tyler Reddick, we saw what he had last year as a rook, right? 33 to 1. Colt Custer, he won a race last year, 33 to 1. Again, in a Ford for Stuart Haas. Kurt Busch, I know you like him coming out of Vegas, 18 to 1. Former Larson uh, teammate. Uh, Kyle Busch, 16 to 1. Dude, this, this Daytona 500, I'm juiced, guys. You guys can hear it in my voice right now. But I'm looking at these odds right now, and I can just already hear these damn roar of the engines, which the governor of Florida is going to let there be fans down there at Daytona because that's just how Florida does things around these days. <laughs> if you're from Florida, let us know because yeah, everything's been open. They don't give a damn. DeSantis, he just do it all, whatever. Yeah, so – Let's get into – so we'll get more into the Daytona 500 when we go live next week for episode 100, like the actual race. So before we get into the Super Bowl and the NFL side of the sports section, let's get each of our picks for the final four in Phoenix and then the eventual champion. So, Sean, you first. What what do you got? Uh, for the final four, I mean, you know who I need to go with first. I got to go with my boy Chase. 
You know what? It, it's going to be like, of course. <laughs> but who, I mean, who would have thunking? I mean, he's a defending champ. It just so happens that the schedule, again, is favorable. So how can I not go with him? I think Denny Hamlin, because he is a consistent racer, and I think he's someone who's going to have a damn good season. Who knows? This actually might be his championship season. He's going to be really, really good. I think Logano, your guy, Mark, I mean, it, it sounds like, oh, you're just going to pick all of our guys. But when you kind of look at our racers, they are the young guns. They have all the potential. Logano, another stud. He's going to have a good, good season, I think. And as cliche is going to sound, Kyle Larson. I think Kyle Larson, Come he, on. He, he has to make rede- my happy right now. You don't got to make the host you happy know what? right I now. I don't need to make the host happy. But when you look at the redemption story, someone that Mike got to see live for the first time and get her win on that day. Yeah, and, we all got, and we all got to see it with him. Be like, damn, this guy's pretty good. He took a season off, and what's he doing? A whole bunch of dirt tracks, winning every other race. The guy's good, and he went to one of the best teams. Hey, the writing's on the wall. So I think between our three racers and Denny Hamlin, I think it's for sure going to be those final four. And, of course, the guy who's going to win in the end is going to be Chase, but we'll talk about that later. All right, well, I'm going to give I'm gonna give the NASCAR aficionado, Mark, the final say. So I'm going to go. Uh, got to go Chase. Sean, you took my damn pick. I'm going to go with Larson as well. I mean, I was looking at some of the races that we're going to. He, I think he's hungry. He's going to a brand new team. He's going to get a great freaking car in that number five week in and week out. Um, let's see. I got to go Hamlin. So I'm going to go all three, same as you, Sean. But my final four, I don't uh, think Logano. I think that's going to go switch this year. I think Keselowski is going to get into the final four. I think it's going to be a Penske driver, Ford, and everything, so that's good. So two Chevys, Hendrick Motorsport, one Joe Gibbs Toyota, and then one Penske Ford. But it's going to be uh, the number two, uh, Brad Keselowski. Mark, round it out. You know what, brother? And I was looking at Keselowski as well, but it's, it's I think it's going to be so hard because you know what? There's two guys that I'm actually going to have to roll with that I actually didn't even hear you guys mention and this is what's going to show our difference in NASCAR year of viewership and fandom. And this is <laughs> no, not even, although he is a good one, but mm-hmm. guys, this is when we get down to, when we get down to Phoenix in about what, November 11th, November 15th, that's when the championship race is going to be coming up in about eight months from here, guys, when we get down there, you're going to notice that you're going to see Mr. Kevin Harvick in there. You know why? Because he's pissed. He doesn't have to win eight, nine races again this year. You know why? Because he just has to get in. I think that his focus is going to be on not trying to perform. So, or, I mean, you're always going to want to perform, right? But I can tell you right now, Harvick not being able to go last year to compete with Logano and Chase Elliott and Kozlowski, you know, it was Hamlin, but not being able to get down there and compete with those guys on his best track on the schedule, on the circuit, not being able to do that. It's killing him inside. And I know that being the veteran driver that he is, you know, his years are coming down. He still has the same crew chief, you know, like I just mentioned, continuity, you know, is a big thing in sports in our podcast and everything in life continuity. Right. So he's still with, he's still with the same crew chief. At the end of the day, the guy is a veteran. I mean, Stuart Haas Racing, they ain't no joke. So I'm telling you, Kevin Harvick, watch out for him. About 6-1 to one to win this championship. I see him in the Final Four. And another one that you guys, 
completely missed on. You guys want to talk about Toyotas, Toyotas, Toyotas. Kyle Busch, man, has a man not had, although I believe that he's with a new crew chief this year, which is going to make it a little bit more difficult because he doesn't have the, you know, the helping hand of Adam Stevens that he's used to. He's going to have to kind of vibe a little bit more with a new crew chief. So that might kind of stray me away from kind of picking him. But at the end of the day, that's another veteran here. And I'm going to have to put him right there just because of how bad he is or how bad, sorry, how bad he did in the prior season, you know, last year. So I'm going to be putting Kevin Harvick in there, Kyle Busch, Brad Kozlowski, Man, I, I, it's, it's so I, I don't know it's okay because I want to that because uh, I'm trying to put guys that just got completely mollywopped last year, bro. And I'm looking at Blaney as well, a dude that was decent and he just didn't have nothing in the playoffs, kicked out the first round, didn't even make it to the round of 12. Right. And I'm just sitting here like you got Harvick, Bush and Blaney, three top tier drivers that just got annihilated, that just got, you know, not what they expected. So I I expect at least Harvick and Bush to come back. I want Blaney to come back, but that might be more betting with my heart than with my head. Larson, I'm not there yet. So I would say give me Harvick, Bush, Chase, and Logano. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've, another good thing to, to look at, too, is this, when you want to dwindle it down from eight to four, you got to look at the three races before the championship too so you you know if you're caught torn between this guy or these three guys you have to pick one of the three you know who may do better at texas kansas or martinsville that's something that we might have to do too so that's it for nascar oh, actually you know what so let's go a champion real quick and let's get to football i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go chase back to back that's my champion make that double definitely going chase harvick all right, there you have it. So there's the NASCAR season preview. Hope everyone can tune in. And for those of you who are not NASCAR fans and who don't really like it, well then I don't. We don't care. You're gonna see us. You're gonna hear us talk about it every week from now until the end of you know or the but, middle but, of, but every of November. Week, but it's not gonna be 20 minutes every week, so don't worry, fans. No. Well, we're all we're almost a damn near. Oh yeah, you know what? It's only been 20 minutes. That's true. Um, but but for those of you who are race fans, please, it's not just next Sunday. It's next Tuesday, February. 9th as we have the Daytona clash and then we have the two duels on Thursday the 11th so we have like pretty much a whole damn week of racing because then you got the truck series down in Daytona where Haley Deegan is making her you know debut and then you have of course the Xfinity race uh, on Saturday so tune into all those races and tune but, into us for your you know top of the line you know insight and opinion on all of the races I believe we are getting qualifying for the Daytona 500 once again, probably because it is in Florida. And that's why they decided to do the second race of the season. Take Aren't it away. the duels the qualifying, essentially? Uh, no, that's not. I mean, prior years you have qualifying and then you have the duels. Whoever wins, oh. whoever finishes 1-2 in qualifying, qualifying. actually finished, you know, starts 1-2 in the race. But then right. from two three or three four on back that's that's what the duels decide but i actually oh. believe because it is in florida like i've mentioned earlier desantis he don't give a damn i believe they are gonna qualify and i believe that um they're i think they're gonna have people in the stands as well if i'm not mistaken but 
Uh, Qualifying is going to be great, and that's why they took Fantana away from us and gave them the road course literally the week after. So I'm excited, guys. We're going to have more for you. And uh, tune in. Let us know who your driver is and who's going to whoop Logano, Elliott, and Larson's ass this year. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) One thing also, I, I, I can't not say it. I'm pissed off, too, for Fontana because we don't know how many more years it has left until they have to shut it down completely because they're going from, like, a two-and-a-half-mile track down to, like, what, a half-mile or three-quarter mile short track. So I'm kind of like, you know. Like, trust me. Brist- Bristol on the West Coast, baby, I'm ready. No, I know, but, but like, why would they then shut down the race? Like, they know they only have, a, you know, a year, two max at, the, at what the track is now. So I don't know. It's just – Whatever. So going into NFL side, Super Bowl, big game, big, huge, whopping game, episode 99. Here it is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs. We still have a spread of three, three and a half, right, for the Chiefs, Mark? Uh, it's about three right now. As it's about sits, three guys. right now. So who knows what it's going to do. Um, but yeah, so everyone will hear this on Saturday morning. So for those of you who want to place a bet on the game and are going to wait until Saturday, you know, going into early Sunday morning, guys, let's give some stats. Let's give some insight on the, on this game real quick. We talked about it a little bit last week, but yeah. So what are you guys feeling on this game? Has anything changed from last week? Well, Mark, definitely not, but the week's progressed <laughs> and it's like, we are going into one of those Super Bowls that, I mean, it's not once in a generation, but you're literally getting, you know, probably the GOAT and Tom Brady, and you're getting the next big thing, which, I mean, he could be the GOAT by the time he's done in Mahomes. So, I mean, you know, from a stand, uh, fan perspective, I mean, we're getting, you know, the cream of the crop. And I've just kind of evaluated both teams throughout the season. The Chiefs, their only loss was against the Raiders. You know, the Raiders got pressure on him. Uh, a couple misplays on their side. The Raiders capitalize. And then you go to Tampa Bay. You know, they lost a couple games. And you kind of had that, damn, they just didn't look good. I mean, in Chicago versus the Saints twice in the season. And there's times that, you know, Tom didn't look that good. I mean, statistically, he had, you know, over 30 touchdowns. But there was some games that's like, you know, even that Green Bay game, he threw three interceptions that were hideous. So it's kind of like, that one Chiefs loss, you know, they still actually looked half decent. And those Buccaneers losses were just ugly. And I'm not saying father time is with Tom Brady, but it's fair to say he definitely is not exactly the same quarterback he was. I don't know, man. It, I, I think I'm getting a little bit of what Mark has. That whole back-to-back thing is hard. It probably won't happen, especially against the GOAT. But it's so hard to go against Mahomes and just the way that Chiefs team is. They are a well-oiled machine, and they could just—they could score in a snap of a finger. You see what Tyreek Hill did versus the Buccaneers in Tampa in like a quarter and a half. He had like 200 yards. And oh yeah, you know they got Sammy Watkins, they got Kelsey, they got uh, Clyde Hilaire, they still got Le'Veon Bell. They got so many weapons. And while you know Tampa does have weapons as well, and especially on that defensive side with Levante David. And uh, Devin White, I just don't know how those cornerbacks are going to be able to hold up against Tyreek and the rest of the guys. Because, I mean, they got a team full of speed. So as of right now, I mean, it's kind of hard to go against the Chiefs. I'm still holding my ground. I think the Chiefs, if they do win, it's going to be by more than three. I'm not saying that the Buccaneers can't win. But just looking at all the intangibles, I think they can keep it close. But I think just the way the teams are built – the Chiefs just have a slight advantage. Yeah, I mean, 
the Buccaneers hope that the Chiefs are going to come out playing like they do in a lot of games where they kind of give up a lot of points in the beginning like they did to Tennessee last year and Buffalo. And to be honest, even this season, they didn't look well in the beginning of the games against uh, Miami. They ended up covering – or no, I don't even think they covered. No, they didn't. But in L.A. against the Chargers, they should have lost that game for real. So, I mean, I don't know. This is – this makes me – I don't know. sucks. But – I don't know. Tampa Bay. I, I, like I, I don't know. I don't know. So Kansas the, the City. Whole, the, whole, the whole back-to-back thing is like, you know, whatever. Like if you want to go, it's hard to go back-to-back. You can go then on the other side of what the stat I heard today. It's kind of just thrown out there. It's kind of hard to go back-to-back. Well, you know what? Every single favorite has won their championship. It. The Dodgers, the Lakers, Alabama it. football, the, the Lightning. Like everyone going into the year, like the, this is the favorite. They have ended up winning the championship. There's not much like there's not many surprises. So if you want to go that route, then you would go Chiefs. But we're talking not just money line, but we're talking spread. So who knows? I don't know. Mark, Sean, you mentioned earlier that you think that the 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 baton might be handed off to Patrick Mahomes is going continuing as the great. But I mean, you're pretty much saying that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to win seven or better. <laughs> I'm, you, I mean, you, if you're you looking noticed at it, I didn't say six, right? And if you're looking at it, I think from that perspective, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, definitely the winning has a lot to do with it. But if Mahomes went and win, like he goes and wins like three or four Super Bowls, and he just statistically just blows it out of the water throughout his whole career. I mean, yes, you're gonna have some fans that winning is everything, so they'll put Tom ahead of him. But Mahomes, I mean, to me, he doesn't need to get seven Super Bowls to be a better all-time quarterback than Tom yeah. Brady. I mean, that, that that's to me is very misleading because that's and like saying have- Dan man, that's like saying Dan Marino's not even a top fifteen, and he's a top five quarterback arguably. Yeah, and he has zero Super Bowls. Yeah, my dad says that Dan Marino and John Elway are the two best quarterbacks he's ever seen play in his life. So it's like it just it's generation. So we want to talk about when fans on Facebook and all these you know forums they like oh you know Michael Jordan's the best. No, LeBron James is the best. Okay, let's and then you have that one person on the chat like hey let's break it down by generation. Like Mahomes seems to be the, the he's going to be the goat of our of this generation that we're currently in right now. Tom Brady was the goat of the 2000s and into the 2010s. Joe Montana before him. You know you have Roger Staubach and all those guys of like Terry Bradshaw who won like four Super Bowls. You know so you have those guys. It's generational. He's a generational talent. So Tom Brady probably if you had to throw out an overall goat, fine. Hands down. But. Mahomes is going to be the GOAT when it all said and done. People who are growing up right now who are 11, 12, 13, when he retires, and if he goes to seven Super Bowls, win three or four or whatever, they're going to say but, that, but, they're, but, that but, he's their GOAT. But that's what I was actually trying to get to, guys. I was just going to say, you know, how Sean says if he thinks he's going to win, you know, that's what, two Super Bowls in his first four or five years in the league? First three years. That's crazy. First, I think four because that first four? year he okay. didn't really do. Uh, he didn't even play it. You're right. Yeah. But, you know. I, I'm with you guys there. I mean, you can't really have a, you can't really argue that if this guy's gonna come in the league and just win these Super Bowls in the first four years, two out of four. But at the end of the day, you know, longevity is where it's at. And this guy Brady, what, 42, 43, I believe, still playing. And you know, it's just, I think Brady, man. There's been, you can call people goats in generations, but. Brady, just everything he's he's kept himself out of, you know, 
the the spot not not out of the spotlight but he hasn't been like an idiot you know getting caught up with like whatever like some of these other athletes do you know he's been pretty straightforward kind of like a uh, uh, Stephen Curry, if you will, you know, kind of just a family man, just doing what he does, playing the sport. He's been great, man. A question I posed to you guys, we'll get into a little bit of odds later, maybe some props if you guys will, heads or tails. Um, Gatorade uh, color, I got the Gatorade color last year, baby, orange. <laughs> well, that's going to be a little fun later, but let me get into some kind of technicals here, guys. You guys think that's going to be a little bit of a shootout? We saw a 27 to 24 Kansas City win down there in Tampa Bay um, a couple months ago. Uh, I think that, you know, by only losing by three, if we would have took those three points right now and it was a Super Bowl, we push Mahomes, he gets that second ring. Mahomes, he was 37 for 45 in that last game, 462 yards, three touchdowns. Brady, he wasn't slouch himself, 27 for 41, 345 yards, also tying Mahomes with three touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions, guys. Obviously, we saw Brady, he kind of, you guys said it last game, he did not win that in Green Bay. He didn't. He threw three or two or three interceptions here against his Chiefs defense. He threw two interceptions. He cannot throw two interceptions in the Super Bowl and expect to win against his Chiefs team. What are your guys' thoughts? You know, I think that are we going to see a shootout here again with just with oh, six touchdowns, seven, eight touchdowns, or is it going to be? You know, do you think that some of Spagnola and some of these uh, defensive coordinators kind of got their uh, eye on the uh, kind of trying to run out some clock and keep it low? Because I did see that the over under sitting at about 56 this morning. I saw it tick down a bit, about half a point to 55 and a half, 55. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? If we- I think weather might be playing a little bit of factor. I-, I obviously personally have not looked into the the, the weather yet sitting so- here on Wednesday night. But I think it might rain, guys. What are your guys' thoughts? So to to first, before I get into my opinion on that, uh, Tom Brady had – he was drafted in the 2000 NFL draft, like 199th overall. And you want to talk about two Super Bowls in his first three years. Tom Brady was drafted in 2000, and he – by the end of the 2004 season, he had three rings. So – you know, he had beaten his team had beaten St. Louis, Carolina, and Philadelphia in 2001, 2003, and 2004. So you want to talk about? So, so if Mahomes, so he's, he's kind of following in his Jesus. footsteps. If Mahomes wins, Sean might be right. If he gets this one, he might. You know, he he just might so, be the heir apparent to Mr. He, Tom Brady. He's on his way. Forward. But I do think it's going to be a shootout. I've, I've been thinking about it. I was hoping that you know, man. But Tom Brady's going to have to. Tom Brady's going to have to have another performance like he had in. You know, in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, the second one, where he threw for 505 yards, three touchdowns, you know what I'm saying? And he still lost in, in that game, you know? I think it's going to be, yeah, you're right, Mark. He can't throw two picks, um, but I would say that it's going to be a shootout. I don't think that the defense in Tampa is going to play as well as they have the last couple weeks. I think they're going to just, I think it's going to be a scoring fest. I think that Tampa doesn't want it to be a scoring fest, though, because I think that gets them out of yeah. their game plan. They got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and they got those tight ends, so high, efficient passes. The minute it becomes a scoring fest, I think they lose the game because Kansas City adjusts with whatever they need to do. They need to pass 50 times with Mahomes. I mean, half of them are these little dink and dunk end arounds, little pitches to Tyreek, uh, Watkins. So it's going to get them out of their game. If it turns into a kind of conservative game 
time possession. I mean, A, the typical thing, you keep Mahomes off the field. That's obviously a big plus. But you don't want to make Brady vulnerable. I mean, at the end of the day, he is not the same Tom Brady he used to be arm-wise because we have seen some very ugly interceptions. So if they can, you know, get a good run game, pop off the play action to Evans or Godwin, they're going to have Antonio Brown available. So, you know, while the Chiefs themselves have a good running game, I just think it will bode a lot better for the Buccaneers to have a more conservative game and not just depend, uh, okay, we're down 7 nothing. We got to, you know, pop off a bunch of passes. Oh, we're down 14 nothing. You know, you got to keep the game close because the minute you're down about two or three scores, your game plan changes. And versus Mahomes, it, it's good luck. Well, definitely, guys. Um, let's get into a little bit of uh, numbers here, if you will. Um, I obviously have made it loud and clear on this podcast who I'm going for plus three although it is kind of scaring me here guys because I do see that it's juice to Kansas City if you want to take Tampa Bay scares me because obviously the first team ever to play at their home stadium you know the Super Bowl Tampa Bay you know they played three road games which I like that coming back home which is going to be fans but why even money with, you know, the one thing that I do like, I would probably take I, I would I mean, obviously, I am going to take them on the money line plus one forty five. That's the thing that I would think that if it's even money looking at plus three, I would be looking more at like a plus one fifty five, one sixty. But at one forty five, that's kind of telling me something here in the market. Um, the over under guys, like I mentioned, it's fifty six here. I think it's ticked down a little bit in some spots. Uh, you guys, I think, like the over. I'm kind of digging the under here, guys. For some reason, I think it's going to be a little bit different than uh, what we saw. You know, 27 to 24, that's obviously not even the over right there. So they're thinking there's going to be more points. But I think that we're going to see something comparable to 27, 24-ish, you know, 30 to 27, something like that, which obviously it would go over in that case. But, I mean... All I got to say is I think that this story here is just made up for Tom uh, to win, you know, to just give the middle finger to Belichick and say, look, I was the guy that kept this, you know, this damn thing greased and oiled over here in Foxborough. Right. And I left and I joined Bruce Arians and he got I mean, Mike don't want to hear this, but he went out and got obviously the safe, insane version of Antonio Brown this season. Right. With Rob Gronkowski doing his uh, Connor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather best impression, just in and out of retirement. Right. But this is what you get, guys. You guys get the, the goat teamed up with veterans and guys that he's accustomed to give him a, a couple other weapons on offense with a pretty, you know, decent to good, you know, defense. And, man, I just think that this story is just going to be written for this guy to be holding up seven rings, man. And that, that's just my opinion. Um, I do agree with your under on the over-under. If the weather that I'm looking at my iPhone right now is correct, it says it's Sunday, about a 40% chance of thunderstorms. So if it's a bunch of rain and just sloppy 
field conditions, I don't see a lot of scoring, period. I mean, and it's sandwiched between Saturday and Monday, which is a 60% each chance of thunderstorm. So we'll see what's what happens with that, you know, with it. So before we give our pick for the actual game of the Super Bowl, Mark, you got a couple prop bets you want to lay on us as far as, you know, halftime, as far as maybe Gatorade color, who's going to score first, uh, is it going to be a touchdown? Is it going to be a, you know, uh, or is it rushing, passing, or is it going to be a safety? Like what happened the first score of the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, well, we got uh, the weekend. Um, how many wardrobe changes is he going to have over or um, under half? We got is Ariana Grande going to show up on the stage at halftime to acquaintance the weekend? Yes, uh, plus two, two to one. No, about one to three. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we got all types. Of, is is the weekend going to mention Donald Trump? No, minus one thousand. I mean, why would he mention Donald Trump? I don't get it. Will the weekend mention Canada? Will the weekend mention Joe Biden? I mean, you can pretty much. I, I, this market that they make up, you know, especially off seas, I don't think you can get these type of prop bets if you're going to go take a little stroll over to the desert in Vegas. These are kind of, you know, f- things that they kind of dib and dabble with over overseas. But if you want to get into some more, you know, realistic ones, the MVP winner, guys, um, if I could shoot you guys this th- this question, who do you guys think that the MVP uh, favorite is going into this game, man? Uh, I'll probably go Mahomes. I mean, it sounds like, oh, of course. I'd go, I'd go Mahomes or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So you got Tyreek Hill. He's sitting at about third tied with Travis Kelsey at 10 to one. And your next close, uh, your favorite, Sean, ding, ding, ding. We got a winner, Johnny Patrick Mahomes at minus 120. Tom Brady, your next closest at two to one. If you guys like Leonard Fournette, if you think he's going to have a big game and it's going to be a running game, if there's a little bit of weather, you can get him at 25 to 1. Clyde Edward Lair, 35 to 1. Um, I don't see many running backs ever winning this uh, award for some reason. It always seems like it's either that random dude on defense or it's uh, the quarterback or some type of receiver, right? But Antonio Brown, your favorite, Mike, 55 to one, if you can get two or three touchdowns uh, and uh, how many yards. But obviously Brady would be delivering it to them. And, you know, the NFL would not short Brady of another MVP year to complete this uh, this um, treble, I guess, if you will. MVP, uh, Super Bowl and uh, whatnot. But, yeah, dude, I think that uh, I think it's going to be good. I just can't believe that they're disrespecting Tom Brady that much at home. Plus three, as you all know, the San Francisco 49ers weren't even that big of an underdog on a neutral field last year. He's as a, about a, He's barely at home. He's, he's like, at a, he's at a place that he's been playing a couple games for one season. It's he's not New England. He's not used to playing in the humid rain. He's still not used to playing there. And there's not going to be, if there's fans, it's going to be half and half. So it's you can hardly say that he's at home. I do not agree. He's at his home stadium, but it's not the technicality. A, he's at home exactly. I yeah, he's just at agree. Home. He's, a lot of just, people do he not just gets think to sleep in his own bed. That's the only that's the thing that he's home. He gets to sleep with his wife and kids in his own home, and then he gets to drive to the stadium. I don't think it's the same thing as actually having a home game in Tampa, Florida. For the 2019 season, the 2020 season, it's a lot different. That's for storyline purposes, for sure. Exactly we'll right. See. 
<laughs> which goes towards like, oh my God, what a season. Oh, you know, he had to put up with so much and he still got it done. Ugh. Oh, you know who's rooting against him though more than me is Bill Belichick because every win Tom Brady gets, that goes against his legacy. He is he is sure. a Patrick Mahomes fan this weekend. Um, but let's go ahead and get our picks for this weekend. You want to pick just the spread or the money line? Does it matter? Go ahead and give some picks for the fans, maybe a, a prop bet as well. Chiefs don't win by one. They don't win games by one, two, or three. So I'm going Chiefs easily in the spread. I mean, I'm not saying easily from the standpoint they're going to just kill the Buccaneers. But again, you know, when the Chiefs win, it, it's always by about a touchdown to 10 points unless they're just flat out killing you. And until proven otherwise, this is Mahomes' league, and we're just all living in it right now. So definitely going to go Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I like how you put that, man. I mean, it is kind of Mahomes league and we're kind of just living in it right now. Trust me, Mike and I know literally <laughs> coming from the AFC West. <laughs> hey, we, beat him. we did beat him one time this year. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I just just watch out because, you know, Tom, he's coming for that. He won three straight games on the road. He had to go to football team. He had to go to he had to go to Green Bay. And uh, where else did he go? New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Come on. New Orleans. Come on, babe. Come on, man. Yeah. It's and now. Now he's getting the comfort of his own bed with Giselle Bunchen and his kids. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. You'll see live next week. Look at Mike. Mike is so Mike just so does let's, not so want so let's to break happen. the tie. I was this close to picking Tampa Bay, but if I'm going to pick it's Sean's right money line and spread. I think the chiefs win. I think they win by eight. I think they go 35, 27 is going to be final score. That's going to put you over the over. So, but, but, you know, obviously the over under the score itself changes if, if it's raining, but I still see uh, Kansas city winning by a touchdown. And I see the same exact color Gatorade as I picked last year. I'm going orange again for the winning Gatorade. Put a put a nickel on the plus three three and a half if I can get it, and put a dime, put a whole dime on the money line. No, sorry, put a dime, put a dime on the three and a half, and a nickel on the on the money line, baby. There we go. All right, cool. So that is the sports section of the Comic Boogies podcast. Uh, we are again brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go check them out Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays for all your comic booking needs. So let's go ahead and start out with the comic books of the week. On the DC side, we have a lot more Future State, the next Batman 3, Wonder Woman 2, Superman and Metropolis 2, and The Flash 2. Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, like I said in the live video that we just recorded a little bit ago. Number 3, the third and final issue of that Black Label miniseries is up. And the first issue of a five-issue miniseries, Man Bat, number 1, comes out. On the Marvel side, Venom 33, Immortal Hulk 43, The Avengers 42, Me and Sean Get Strange Academy number 8, and Hellions number nine on image we have deep beyond number one and tartarus number nine boom studios has one of my all-time favorite shows growing up buffy the vampire slayer number 22 and luna number one idwc of sorrows i'm getting that number three and snake eyes dead game number four and over on awa we have redemption that first issue comes out this week and man's world number two so fellas uh, what i want to do this week for the comic book section um Go ahead and give one or two titles that you really enjoyed from last week and, you know, and why. Just kind of explain why the fans should pick it up and anything new this week that you're excited for. 
Well, I think uh, the quicker thing for me to bring up is what I am excited for this week. It's, of course, Strange Academy. Mike and I both get it. We both have definitely enjoyed it. Um, it has Doctor Strange in it, so you already know it's a dope-ass story. But again, it's just a really good story. I definitely like the whole kids having different powers type of aspect. It has that Avengers, DC, uh, X-Men feel to it. So it's just a fun book that I know we're enjoying so far. Yeah, Sean, I mean, Strange Academy is one of my favorite books. Uh, unfortunately, I would have to say that a couple issues are kind of like what the Star Wars Darth Vader is. It's a little short. It's more on the Thor side to where Thor is actually a, a decent amount of content to read. But Strange Academy, awesome. You know, one of the kids dies, Doyle, and they and then somehow we're not going to give it away. But she, but one of the girls, she brings him back to life. And so that's going to open up a Pandora's box of endless opportunities but what i'm scared of i'm scared in the marvel previews that just came out last week i was flipping through it there is like so i'm guessing this is solicitations for april maybe even into may there is no strange academy book or x-men book so i have no idea if they're taking a break or you know they know something we don't know i actually forgot to ask alex about it today but i was i'm, I'm kind of scared like with how the the story's going, it's a really good book, but I don't know if it's going to be at least paused or ended come April. I'm kind of scared. Well, uh, regarding the X-Men book, uh, unfortunately, no loss. Cause it, well, yeah, that's off it, my poll too. It, you know, no loss, but definitely oh, for the Strange Academy, again, that's a book that I still remember when we first you know, got the first issue and like, okay, this is something we're going to like. And I definitely see what you're saying, that there's a couple that the content could be a little bit more. But what is kind of transpiring into what it's being and especially, you know, you know, Doyle is back somehow, you know, Undertaker back from the dead. How? We don't want to give that away. It's going to definitely be a good uh, issue eight. Uh, quickly, in regards to what I did read last week, Future State Nightwing. You are not lying, man. These books are all right. Uh, I know they had the Shazam. They had the Wonder Woman, I want to say, Batman, Justice League. But I did go with Nightwing, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just quickly, it's kind of going through the premise that there is no Batman, so Nightwing is kind of taking the reins. Batman kind of left his torch like, Nightwing, there's a reason why you are my partner. You're going to kind of, you know, watch over Gotham. But little do we know later in the episode, uh, issue I should say, there is a Batman sighting. So is Batman back? We don't know. We're going to obviously <laughs> learn in issue two. But very, very good, actually. Uh, the story... The story is honestly pretty easy to read. And again, you know, Nightwing, a character out, just kind of just interested in. I got it. And the whole future stay, I wasn't really sure, like, what aspect they were going to go with in the story. But it's, it's good, you know. It really just gives him the focus that, again, there is no Batman. So he's kind of the one that everyone's going to right now to defend the city. Yeah. Um, it's funny because if you're reading the next Batman, you'll know that there is a Batman. And then if you are reading The Dark Detective, so like the future state version of Detective Comics, you'll find out that Bruce Wayne was supposedly dead. And then you find out in this second issue that from this past week, you'll find out how he survived uh, the attack from the magistrate. So he, so Bruce Wayne's still alive. He, he's kind of laying low. Um, for me personally, I'm going to go ahead and give out two recommendations. The Department of Truth from Image Comics, James Tynion, who is currently writing Batman as well, one of our favorite books. It's just an amazing book. It's just all these twists and turns, these different you know conspiracy theories that are on this side or that side, and there's just two sides, like kind of a um, 
an off-brand. It's kind of like a, a, a separate entity within the U.S. government who's trying to keep these things hush hush. And then there's this organization called Black Hat who are like they're kind of fighting, you know, like underground, you know, which what's true is the earth flat is there a, a nice ice wall at the end of the earth keeping everything keeping all the water in you know what i'm saying so like which one's true and then this issue specifically issue five they um one of the main protagonists cole who's a new recruit of the department of truth he gets visited at his own apartment by the leader of black hat and they and he kind of you know says his spiel and gets him to kind of join black hat and explains and he later finds out from his partner at the department of truth how in the first or second issue that you read um you actually see that black hat was trying to recruit cole in the beginning and how they kind of department of truth swooped in and got him so that book is amazing so far and it's not too many issues to catch up on it's only five and my second one is actually a two-parter it's both books from source point press um that i'm reading right now frank gogol's dead end kids suburban job number one technically we already read it because he gave he was gracious enough to give us the first issue before our our interview previewing it but then black of heart is amazing as well the main protagonist the detective uh his he doesn't really get back with his wife but he has some like closure and unfortunately at the just to make a long story short at the end of the issue um his wife is the next victim of the serial killer who likes to torture women and chop off one of their eyelids and take out one of their eyeballs and put them in a leather mask that he wears when he attacks them. So pretty crazy, but for all of you looking to get to a smaller publisher, SourcePoint Press is where it's at for sure. Are you actually making me regret that one, Mike? Because I did pull that first one. Uh, the art was a little trippy for me, although it wasn't bad. It was just different. You know, you know, as I'm talking about Black of Heart. Black, yes, exactly. So Black, Black of Heart is kind of like similar to Department of Truth. It's kind of similar to that artwork. I don't oh, know. Okay. I actually don't know if it's if it's the same artist. I don't I probably I don't think so. But it actually it's not as bad as you think. Issues two and on kind of get better as far as artwork is concerned. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, what you know, the artwork. I'll never despise anybody's artwork, even though I kind of you know talk a little bit down on Marvels compared to DCs and some of these stories, bigger stories that we get. But at the end of the day, artwork is in the eye of the beholder, so I can never talk down to that. But yeah, I wasn't too impressed with the artwork. The story was pretty good. I did like it, but for some reason, it might have been how many books I had on the pull list at the time or what I was looking for in the future. I just didn't pull it for some reason. But you talk about how you love it, Mike, so you really, really like it. So you're kind of making me regret it and not pull it, man. And I, I also didn't pull Stillwater with you, and you like that one as well. So um, I don't know, man. Yeah, dude, but that, but then uh, again, there are some books that I didn't pull that you enjoy, you know, like Red Atlantis. And did you pull? Did you actually pull crossover, or did you I, just get the first I'm issue? The only, I'm the only one on crossover so far. Yeah, so I mean, that there's, you know, it's 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 a give and take, you know, it kind of like in the like in the moment, it didn't strike us as much as the other person, whatever. I mean, but that's the beauty of it is like you come in with your you know review once a month or once every other month of crossover and i'll give you something on black of heart or department of truth sean will give you something on the great last god you know something like that so i mean that's so what we're here for that's why exactly. there's three of us reviewing all so what else do you recommend for the fans that you read last week 
I read Joker Harley, The Criminal Sanity by Cami Garcia. I mentioned to the CU all week, Mike, how, you know, if you didn't, if you really didn't have the joke, the guys painted in Joker red and whatever, and you didn't have um, the name Harley, you, I mean, in this book, Harley, you know, she never even gets dressed up as Harley Quinn that we know, you know, with the, with the, um, the Joker hat and whatnot, but so uh, this is it's like a true, true detective type, you know, crime story. And that's what I really like like about it, Mike. I mentioned to you, like I said, if it wasn't using DC's characters, I think that in general it would just be a really good, you know, crime story. You know, the 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 story behind it, how, you know, how the criminal, you know, ties is kind of cliche, but obviously he does things to his to his victims and, you know, kind of roles and kind of put he puts hangers in their damn mouth to give them the smile and keep the smile it's a pretty damn crazy story that we get out of black label here dc cami garcia miko suyan like i said we're at seven in i think it's about eight so there's one left to go if you guys haven't picked it up you might be a little bit late because it seems like the story's been going on for damn near a year but if you can get the tpb go ahead and do that but the book that I actually wanted to talk about last week, Mike, that I got, it's going to be Riverdale. And uh, you guys, I want to hear a round of applause. <laughs> I want to hear a round of applause for your yes. boy, yes. Comic Bookie Mark. Who would have who ever thought that would Archie. Of- Get an Archie story, Archie, and a boy. baby. Who would ever thought that any of the Comic Bookie uh, hosts would have been getting an Archie Manning book? But here <laughs> we here we here we are, nonetheless, sitting Riverdale, Riverdale number one. One shot Southside Serpents, guys. If, uh, you know, sometimes we've obviously interviewed Frank the Writer in um, the Maccabe Motel that we talked about a couple weeks back or months back. And I was like, why is it a one shot, right? We felt like it could have been at least a two or three issue. You know, he kind of ended it like that's how it's like just in the unknown, right? Kind of like giving your mind and imagination of where you think it ended at, which is which is great, you know, as well. But with this one shot, you actually get the whole story. Um, if you guys haven't picked it up, I don't know. I'll probably spoil it a little bit. I might as well. But pretty much you got this biker gang. I'm not too um, familiar with Riverdale, but I guess it's uh, I mean, it's pretty big in the comic world. I don't know if it's in Mike. Can you do you have any information on like Riverdale? I probably should have looked it up before well, it's, the it's, podcast it's a TV show. It's a TV show on the CW, Riverdale. It's been going on for seasons now, right, Sean? Like at least four or five seasons. Oh. It's always on. The, it's it's on the same day as one of our shows. Like it was always on the same day as Arrow or Flash or whatever. So we always saw the preview for it. Yeah. And they're exclusive to Archie. Yeah, I think they have all the same names as oh, the, all yeah. these Archie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's damn, called so Archie's doing bigger things than we thought. I mean, I know Archie's been around for years. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound that much of an obvious, it's, but well, it's, it's one of the most classic characters in all of comic books and all of cartoons. Anything, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. But, it, but but now this is like a live action feel. It's not like a you know Archie cartoon, right? It's not like a comic right. strip. It's like an actual. Like it looks like it's a real thing, right? Because this is what that's what Riverdale is on CW. It's like a live action show. Yeah, but I don't think that we get the Southside Serpents, or I don't think we get the same stories as we do in the in the books. Like I read this week, compared to the the CW. I mean, I've never watched. You know it, what? But... You're gonna have to check it out and tell us. <laughs> 
I mean, that's a nine seasons to see if I got the Southside Serpents, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, excuse my uh, noviceness here. But if, if you guys have any more information on Riverdale or Archie Comics or how uh, I should up my game, please uh, let us know at the comic bookies at gmail.com or at the comic bookies on social media. We've been, we'll, we'll be more than willing to know what you have to say and uh, willing to learn from you fans. So, yeah. Southside Serpents, guys. Pretty much the dad wants his son to kind of come with him and, like, be part of his biker gang. The son, he wants to go to school for riding. He's not about that. He's not into the lifestyle that his dad was into. And at the end of the day, you know, the dad said, we're going to pretty much take you to you know, kind of Sturgis, if you will. The Sturgis, you know, a huge bike party where they all congregate all these different biker gangs and whatnot. He right. He wears the crown for the serpents. He's the king cobra that day, and uh, he gets punked anyway. The dad, uh, he ends up dying. The kid ends up having to like take the crown. He doesn't end up going to college for writing, and the damn kid ends up being like the pretty much the presidente, if you will, if the of the serpents. And I think for being a one shot, I think it was the way they did it, uh, Barnett. I think that it it was actually awesome because I think this story, I really liked it. I think it could have been at least three issues, but to finish it off in a one shot the way it was to finish it off that fast. I think that this book was probably one of the funnest books other than strange adventures that I read this week, guys. And if I'm going to give um like a preview or like something that I'm looking forward to this week, it's two books. It's the future state wonder woman. Cause that was probably one of my favorite ones that I read from two weeks ago. And also I'm going to probably say, let's go man bat. I've never read anything with man bat centric. And this is a five issue miniseries, So I'm excited for that one. If I were to give two books, that I'm excited for this week. So that's it for the comic book talk this week. Let's get into a couple pieces of news on the comics and entertainment side. So the Snyder cut, we have a release date. We have a release date of the Snyder Cut Thursday. I thought we had a release date damn near two months ago. How many times have we had the damn Snyder Well, I mean, we, we always keep getting news. It's like, oh, it's going to be sometime in February, March, April. And then we get the, oh, it's going to be four-hour-long episodes. The estimates, and yeah. now two weeks ago, it's now no longer a you know four-week extravaganza. It's one four-hour movie. Now – we get not only a rating, it is going to be rated R for, you know, violence and crude humor. I mean, not crude humor, but like language and stuff like that. And then also March 18th, Thursday, March 18th, everyone can go and tune in and watch this on HBO Max. So, fellas, I'm excited as all hell. I mean, it's more content. I'm very excited. I mean, again, we've all seen uh, the first Justice League, and we all have our opinions on it. It, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It just, it just didn't live up to the expectation. That's probably a yeah. better way to put it. And I think, you know, with the Snyder Cut, there's no doubt that there is, I think, a little extra pressure because of, you know, the money being put into it. Kind of like, hey, this is what the original version was going to be, so it's going to be better. And, I mean, knowing that, you know, Deathstroke's gonna be in it, Martian Manhunter, yeah, Joker. You know, there's so much that's gonna be into it. So, it, how can it be bad? Can it? <laughs> you know, of course not. So, I'm definitely excited for it. It's gonna be. I don't know if I can watch four hours straight on a Thursday. I mean, but then again, I am working from home, so I'm sure I can make the time. But no, I think it's a great idea that they're gonna put it all into one, not make people wait. It, it should be good. I think. I don't know. I could probably have watched it all. I mean, because I'm gonna be so excited. Like if they, if they, you're get gonna some... watch it all, Mike. Come yeah. on now, bro. We know you. 
<laughs> if they give, well, yeah, I'll watch it two times in the first weekend if it's good enough. But I want to see, Ma- yeah, Martian Manhunter. I want to see like Dark Side. Like I want to see like the fan theory of what it was supposed to be originally before he got off of the thing, uh, off of the project. I want it to be a a feel of like it was supposed to be a three part movies, just like kind of like the Avengers, kind of like some of these other movies. I want it to be, you know getting introduced to the mother boxes and with dark side. And then the second movie, some, someone said that they go to apocalypse and fight and get their asses kicked by dark side on his home turf. And then of course the third movie would be, you know, an all out brawl showdown with uh, like against him, like a dark side war uh, for the third movie. So they do an aggregate with, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do an aggregate they and then, do the road game and, then <laughs> and they couldn't figure out who the hell. So the penalties is that third match. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. If it's good enough, and if it's not late, if it's not too late, you know, if I can put my kids down to bed at a decent hour, I'm for sure gonna watch all four hours, for sure. Get a cup of coffee, you know, easy. Four Mark, hours you, is pretty tough. I mean, you're talking about Daytona 500 with a couple of rain delays in there, Mikey. You I know, know what I mean. mean? <laughs> I can honestly probably say I will do. I will break it up into two nights. I, I can probably I can probably do two hours and hopefully they do like the old school movies where they have kind of like an intermission to where like yep. like the scene stops and goes black like hey we're giving you opportunity to go take a piss real quick or go refill your drink and that's when I can stop it maybe not maybe I just have to choose a point in time like okay stop but you know I so I, I could probably honestly say it's gonna be two nights. I don't know, Mike, I don't know about four hours straight, but I mean, breaking it up in about to two hours, because I don't think they're going to give you that intermission in the middle where they're going <laughs> to pop a couple more Oroville Redenbachers in the microwave with a... <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> with, the, with the movie theater butter. I mean, but four hours, oh, you're asking a lot. Like I said, that's not going to be... that that, that That's not going to... I mean, you're not... It's not going to be quite as long as a Juan Pablo Montoya Monday night Daytona 500. (laughs) That was a long one. That's a long one. It's not going to be quite as long, but nonetheless, uh, everyone is looking forward to the Zack Snyder cut. Obviously, everyone here at the Comic Bookies podcast has as well. Myself, I'm sick of talking about it. Just let me see it, man. I I don't want to hear about the labor pains anymore, baby. Let me see the baby. Let me yeah. see the little. Let me <laughs> see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, when when is it getting released, Mike? Again? Thursday, March 18th. March 18th. So we still got about a month and a half, guys. Yeah, it was it was funny too because I was because the next day, the 19th, is the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, the next Marvel TV series on Disney Plus. So I texted my wife a couple of days ago. I was like, Hey, dude, happy anniversary to us. Our anniversary is on the 19th. We get Justice League and Falcon Winter Soldier, and she was like, Oh yeah, great. Like that's the first thing you think of is is that's cool. Like happy anniversary watch it together, babe. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, yeah, no, I was just kidding. You know, I was just kidding. You know, yeah, yeah it's all she's about anniversary. She's as much as a comic bookier than all of us, so we're – you know what I mean? She's all about the movies. She watched uh, Endgame yesterday, and I walked in – I walked in – I was walking home – or not walking home, but I walked in from work, and she was on the scene like the big old battle, like towards the end. So I was like, I knew it was coming, and sure enough, 20 minutes later, she's bawling her eyes out like she had first seen Iron Man die for the first time. I was like, oh, good lord. 
Anyways, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what females in the family are bigger Disney fans than Danielle and Laura. Her, they're the respectively, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and me, I, I'm I'm more of a Disney. I, I you know what? Laura can give me a run for my money. She's pretty damn good. But, but she like, got just the Star Wars down too. Yeah, that's true. If it's overall like Disney property. She, uh, I don't know, because I have uh, Marvel. Laura will kill you in Disney, bro. I'm sorry, Laura will. Uh, she gotta, Sean, uh, years and years ago, we played that. Me like, dominated. Before we hung out with you, bro, it was like a New Year's Eve, right? And we went over there and we played like Disney. I mean, um, Mike carried us, seen it, or uh, what? It was so like Disney telling, trivia. I don't think I don't think you're gonna kill Laura on the Little Mermaids, on the Beauty and the Beasts, on the. I, oh, that's what we won on. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah we've like, done I, it. I, I still wow. know good stuff. Yeah. First in the pudding, wow. baby. Wow. Right, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a lot. Laura, we're gonna have to call her in live <laughs> episode one ten or something. We are gonna have to have a, con- a contest live on episode one of these episodes because I'll have my money on Laura. That I, I, my, I'm gonna go against my co-host here. You can make the odds, make gonna, the odds for that. This, you know yeah, what? We, <laughs> I want the good odds. I want those Tom Brady. So odds, you want to be the underdog in this, Mike? Yeah, because I am. I'm. It's. It's uh. Are we going all Mar- are we are we going all Marvel, Mike? Or are we gonna go with the uh, Disney we'll all, itself? We'll go all Disney properties. Lucas, Lucas as well. All Disney property. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Okay. Like, I would call her out, but she's she would beat me. She she knows a little bit more than Disney, I, and she knows way more uh, Star Wars than I do. So you know, you want to talk about you know all that. So. And if if anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, this is Sean's <laughs> yeah. cousin Alex's my wife, best Laura. man, Alex. Yeah, exactly. uh, Alex's so, wife, Laura. We'll yeah, get her so on the show into, one day for you guys. Yeah. So what we also have is Sean. This is colliding the worlds of sports and comics again. NCAA football on EA Sports is back for the first time since 2014. Dude, that was my shit back in the day. Best like I. News. I think back in the day because I was better at that game than in Madden. That's why it was it was my shit. But I just loved the you played your high school playoffs and then depending on how you did, if you were a receiver, you were trash because I couldn't get like the stat. I tried calling for the ball and stuff, but if you were running back or if you were a, a quarterback, you know you played your high school playoffs. You get recruited by a school. You play your four schools. You go to class. Remember, you have all those like trivia questions, and depending on how good you played, you got some bonus points on your defense, your throwing ability, or whatever. You had to keep your grades up to play. And then we had the little memory cards on the PlayStation, you can save your guy in NCAA football and then import him into Madden and get him drafted by the Patriots, by the Raiders, by the 49ers or whatever. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. 2014 was uh, definitely a year that we thought it was all over, but they're bringing it back, man. And mm-hmm. Hey, I cannot be more excited from going to those road games in the video game, listening to those uh, theme songs, those fight songs. Yeah, I'm excited, bro. I swear. It, like when I seen it, I was like, I have to send it to these guys. And I swear Mike's going to respond within 10 seconds. And <laughs> sure yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, dude. But what about how one of the years they had the top 10 uh, hardest places to play? So so if you went to the big house, if you went to the swamp, your freaking uh, your controller would shake and it would you know, you it was hard to kick a field goal. You couldn't call an audible because it was like you they couldn't hear, hear you. The guy's leaning in like, what? What? I can't hear you. Right, Dude, it was so realistic. Yeah, it was good. For that day and age, almost we were reaching almost 10 years ago at what, that point. The, it was like ahead of its time. It was a really cool game. Why didn't they do that in Madden? Well, no. I think they or do the whole thing electronics where you can't arts, audible. right? 
Yeah, no, I think they they do the thing where if it's too loud, you can't call yeah, it audible. But game. I don't think they had they ever had a ranking of like toughest places to play. I haven't played Madden in damn near that long too. Dude, when I stopped playing all them damn video games, bro, was when they got too damn complicated, bro. Hit stick, this, that. Dude, Jesus. I mean, to play Alex. Dude, speaking of Laura and Alex, my best man, shout out to Alex. Dude, what, I mean, why even play against the dude? <laughs> I had no damn dude. It's just like, I mean, if you didn't own a console, because I, I didn't own, like, the game and the console back then. I mean, if you didn't own it and you try to go up against someone that owned it, you're just trash, bro. It's just boring as hell. Like, I, I, give me on you know, Grand Theft Auto where I can just jack cars and drive around and do stupid shit all day. That's what I – you know what I mean? I didn't have – I didn't have the patience for these damn games. Like, I, I got beat at – got my ass whooped left and right because I didn't have the damn game. Well, well, let's be honest. That's that's not as easy as when you played against someone on N64 their first time ever playing Goldeneye. The multiplayer game, that was easy pickums right there. It's like, oh, yeah, go in that area. That, that's a cool area over there. And then you have like 18 proximity mines just sitting there or whatever. Oh, dude, that was easy. But um, but yeah, so we're excited about that. Unfortunately, the downside of it is is that they posted saying, oh, we're super excited to like give you you know more and more updates as the years progress. So thinking that we're not even going to get it until next year or the year after. So who knows, but we're excited that we actually got the news that it's actually back. But to round out the comic book side and the entertainment, of course, we cannot, cannot end the show without talking about WandaVision, episode four. Sean, this was my favorite episode. They keep getting better to me because, I, you know, this was what I said last week. If it's going to go decade by decade – you know, as the episodes go on, they obviously have too many episodes. They're going to have to have one that kind of goes outside of Westview. And sure enough, we are outside of Westview, my friend. How many, best, egg, how many Easter eggs from previous movies from what couldn't be explained in the first three episodes then what was explained in episode four? It all came together and then some. Well, that's the crazy thing. We're just in episode four and everything actually makes sense now. And we have mm-hmm. how many more episodes? And it, I mean, even looking at one of the first scenes when Mrs. Rambo's in the hospital and we know what's going on. That is from a Marvel's Avengers movie, mm-hmm. The Big Battle. So it's kind of like they're intertwining everything from the actual phase three, I want to say, of Marvel's. Yeah, the very end of phase three with the blip, you know, like everyone's returning. And it's like like when you start when you stop and think, it's like. Oh wow, she's returning. Oh, that's crazy. She was blipped. She was snapped or whatever. She was gone. You know, so she's returning back to the hospital where she was by her 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 mother's bedside. But then you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, at that moment, all the Avengers are fighting Thanos and every and all of his cronies and stuff at that same time. Boom. 10, 20 minutes later, after she comes back, you know, you see Tony Stark dying. Then they have the funeral, and then boom. So does that mean that not long after that scene of Endgame, did now Wanda, as we now find out, spoilers, attention yeah. spoilers, everyone, it's all her. She has created Westview because Westview on the map is not there. These cop police officers are from Eastview. So Westview is completely made up, and it's all Wanda – she is losing control of her powers. Um, Vision is because we all know he's dead. Because Darcy, the, the the funny you know kind of side character from the Thor movies, she shows up. The side character Jimmy yep. Woo from the Ant Man uh, Ant Man Two, I believe, the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp movie, he shows up, and it's just great comedy relief, and it ties everything together. 
Um, but dude, I, there's too many. There's too many Easter eggs to to point out. Well, I think uh, good old Jimmy and Darcy are really starting to figure out a lot is going on right now with Wanda, mm-hmm. and it's not good. You could just see kind of that evil, that just negative energy is just brewing inside of her. Even when she looked that vision, he looked like death. Yeah, that was so, that was I actually mean, kind of freaky. It was actually kind of scary. Like if you're a little kid, that would have scared me. Exactly. I mean, I, I had the double take. Like, hold on. And he's like, "What's wrong, Wanda?" And it's just like, okay, like she has a lot of negative, like like that dark phoenix feel to it, bro. So yeah. I mean, I you know what? This episode five. I mean, now that it's all come together, I want to see what's gonna happen. Like, cause you can see they're trying to communicate with her, even like in the radio. Wanda, Wanda, can you hear me? We seen yeah. who was who was doing it. Yeah, it's crazy to see like what, like what went in, like what we saw in episodes one and two. Oh, that's who that was. That was Jimmy like yelling into the radio because they could get the right frequency to be able to go into uh, her world, her sitcom as they're watching it on this old TV. You know, I, it was funny. Darcy said, I need a TV and not one of the flat ones. I need a really old TV to be able to lock into the frequency. And yeah, exactly. It's Jimmy yelling into the radio, you know, when it says man, you know, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, are you there? And then of course they fly the drones in to see everything. And as soon as they pass the electrical field, it disappears and that is the helicopter that Wanda finds. It just kind of it reverts from twenty twenty. Uh, excuse me. It reverts back from a twenty twenty one drone to a nineteen sixties drone. And there you have the guy in the hazmat suit. He wants to go underneath because, of course, they think that the plane is going to end at the ground, which it freaking doesn't. And as soon as he crosses in there, he turns into the beekeeper. His net that it was supposed to be pulled back, able to pull him back, turns into a 1970s kid's jump rope. Like, it's so crazy how all this stuff is coming together. And there it is, like another lie, another lie from Wanda. You know, she absolutely throttles Geraldine and pushes her through a bunch of walls and stuff, surprised that she survived. Um, And then, yeah, again. Oh, and then uh, Darcy was the one who found the glitches. Yep. She was one who was like, wait, hold on, what happened? And she, and she tries to go back and it all of a sudden stops. She's like, she's like, someone's censoring this. So, and then of, of course, mm-hmm. at the very end of the episode, it's it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. Wanda. Wanda knows what's going on. That's that's kind of yeah. the bad part. Yeah. And the thing that's going to turn her bad is someone's going to try to stop her. They're going to come across as, I'm trying to save you. But she's like, no, you're trying to take everything that I've built here away. Like, I'm actually happy here with my husband and my two kids and this like nice little neighborhood of Westview. You're not taking this away from me. And that's when she turns bad and she starts to attack the people that are supposed to be her friends. So uh, how that leads into Doctor Strange, we don't know. And hey, that might not even happen, you know, because this is this thing has been throwing me for a loop. I thought I was pissed off when I was when I thought really nine half an hour episodes, but four episodes in, I felt like I've watched a couple movies so far. Like at the end of this, if this keeps going on the right track, like I said, this is going to be a top five MCU piece of content. WandaVision is going to be up there with Infinity War, with Iron Man 1, with Civil War, you know, with Black Panther. It's going to be it's me up there, dude. Swear it's going to be a AKA Marvel does it again. Cause you know, even watching the first one, I'm like, okay, so this is what it's going to be like. Okay, this is cool. But exactly what you said, there's been so many Easter eggs and hidden messages in every episode. And I'm hoping that like going forward, they keep continuing to show like these different Easter eggs, but they have like that one episode that kind of like reveals makes everything come together. And 
with all these future movies, it's not to say that, you know, this WandaVision show, it isn't going to be certain dimensions and aspects from this show that are going to be in these movies. Yeah, true. So, but we'll see. Episode 5 coming out this Friday. It'll already be released by the time people listen to this episode. So, please tell me all of your theories um, on our Instagram and everything, and all those pages. So, that rounds out the comic book side of the podcast, and that rounds out episode 99. So, we are one step away for next week, fellas, from episode 100. Take us away for the last episode of the Double Digits. This is crazy, guys. Episode 99, of course, ending in great fashion, as always. Climb the world of sports and comics with my brothers. Uh, the typical niche, you know, you got our email, you got our Instagram, our Facebook. We are also on a couple of new platforms on Amazon Prime Music, and we are in the process of being put on iHeartRadio Music. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on Amazon Prime Music, and we are in the process of getting reviewed and approved by iHeartRadio. Awesome. So, I mean, again, just different platforms and avenues to listen to yours truly and the guys, the Comic Bookies podcast. But again, thank you. Uh, that earlier introduction that we just kind of reflected a little bit on the first 99 episodes is that no deep and big for all of us. We're really, really happy with the success and kind of the consistency that we've had, what Mike, uh, Mark said. And episode 100 next week, guys, is going to be live. It's going to be fun. It's going to be Mark, Mike, and myself as usual with maybe a little bit of alcohol. Who knows? <laughs> but definitely <laughs> going to be fun, man. We got the Super Bowls of NASCAR and of the NFL to definitely talk and watch. So, yeah, definitely tune in, guys. We'll be live on Instagram. We'll be live on maybe Facebook. We'll be live on a whole bunch of different platforms. We'll definitely keep you guys posted throughout the whole week. So definitely be prepared for some news. Definitely, Sean. And like you mentioned, we're going to be live on hopefully Facebook and Instagram. But I think we're going to try to go live on our YouTube page, uh, our YouTube channel that we got hooked up, as well as maybe uh, Comic Bookie Mark on Twitch. Um, hopefully, uh, all the hardware that we got can support going live to different streaming services and whatnot. But nonetheless, you guys, uh, man. What better way to get into episode 100 than to be sandwiched in between the, the you know the Super Bowl with Tom going for his seventh ring, which I believe he's gonna get, Mike, <laughs> uh, and the Daytona 500. I mean, we're right there. We got so much stuff to preview. We're gonna have uh, you know the basketball season is getting kicked into gear, and you know hockey. We'll touch on that maybe. In a couple weeks, it's uh, our sharks aren't doing too good, Mike. Uh, I know you could probably touch on that a little bit, but uh, it's kind of what we expected. But nonetheless, man, going into 100, we got plenty of sports coming for you, plenty of damn comics, plenty of entertainment news. You guys hear these my co-hosts talking about WandaVision every damn week. I mean, it's the hottest thing going right now. And I'm just excited because you know what else is the hottest thing going right now? It's the Comic Bookies podcast, baby. And like Sean just said, Amazon Prime music that we're on right now, iHeartRadio as well. We're adding that as well as Spotify, Apple and Google that we're already on. Guys, tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your brother. We are coming for you. If you guys are into sports, if you guys are into wagering a little bit of your hard earned money onto these games, if you guys want to ask her. Ask us a question if you think a, a book should be graded higher or lower. Mike is there for you guys, man. The Comic Bookies podcast is trying to deliver a one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs. We talk video games. We talk everything here. So let us know, guys, at the Comic Bookies 
I am so glad episode 100 is coming next week. Let's do it, guys. I love you, brothers. Oh, yeah, dude. We love you, too. So episode 99 is in the books. Please subscribe to our um, YouTube page. The more subscribers we get, the more people get that are going to get the info that they need and the notifications that they want for episode 100. But you will not see us live on Instagram next Wednesday recording an episode. It's going to be live on Saturday. All three of us at the same venue from Mark Casa in Newark, California. I can't wait. This has all come down to this. This is months and months of planning, and I hope it goes well. I hope you guys can tune in, and we plan on going live most episodes going forward after that. Um, I'd say pro- I probably Five, say between six Pacific. I, I'd say about six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So, so nine that's o'clock. About nine o'clock East Coast. Yeah. So hopefully, so hopefully Jason Douglas on the East Coast, Frank the Rider. Hopefully they can tune in for about an hour before <laughs> yes. they have to hit the sheets. So uh, for Mark and Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Boogies Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first 99 episodes. Please stay with us for 100 and beyond. But enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. See you next week live, baby. Peace. Always enjoy each other. And to 100 and beyond, and don't forget, Tom Brady's still got a couple more fingers on those two hands. So... Uh, If you're with me, rock with me. Tom Brady, baby, for his seventh ring.